podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. State of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and tonight I am joined by Tony Haggerty. We went into the Scottish Cup quarter-final, Tony, thinking it was going to be a tight match. That was a lot more comfortable than I expected. Celtic winning 3-0. Ah, professional job, wasn't it? Did tonight. 3-0 scoreline. Yep, couple of goals for Jackie Marcus, one for McGregor. Yeah, they've played played well enough. They were far better than Dundee United. I don't think Dundee United did a... I shot at goal over the 90 minutes, did they? Not that I can recall. Some decent performances from some players. So, yeah, job done. Satisfactory. We move on to the semi-final. High H decorating comes in. Come on, make your comments this evening. We'll bring them up and discuss them. A solid win. Always yeah. in control. Yep. Officials poor. Hatati's starting to worry me. Shades of Tommy Gravison about him. What's your thoughts on Hatati's first half, Tony? I just thought he played okay. I, I, the opinion of the Celtic fans is polarised on Hatati, but I thought he was okay. I thought he was. I, I thought the one thing was his passing. He overshot the run me a couple of times, but mm-hmm. he showed some neat bits of skill and dropping the shoulder, getting away from players, ability to take a ball in, and then obviously his booking clearly taken off as a precaution because uh, United gave it a go the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. And uh, yeah, I, I understood the substitution. I, I would have made it myself, to be honest. But I, I thought he, he was playing okay. I thought so as well. It just shows you how yeah. games can be observed completely <laughs> differently. Pinball comes in to say, you behave, watch it back. Hatati is a star, saving him for next week. I wouldn't say I've got major concerns about Hatati. We all kind of realised that he went, off the bo- he went off the boil, didn't he? After the kind of performance we've seen against Rangers. Yeah, I've not got concerns about him at all. Or- on that 45 minutes against Dundee United, I think the managers just take took replaced them as a precaution because he, he he was on a booking and a tightrope and 
all he's one late challenge away from seeing a red card, isn't he? So you just you prevent that, you know, at source. So you take him off and he'll he'll have as he said about James Forrest uh, before the Livingston game, Hatati will have more big moments for Celtic this season. Yeah, he will. And let's not forget beaten in the words of Stephen Sloan was having a mayor and you wouldn't put it against them, you wouldn't put it past them rather <laughs> to send off Hatati, uh, who of course was on a on a booking from the first half. So I can understand why he was uh, swapped. I don't see Tommy Rogic getting as hard a time on here. I didn't think Rogic was great in the second half. He was okay. He I, I wasn't a standout, was he? But he still brings in, in some nice bits, you know, nice touches and a wee bit of poise and a bit of guile. And he, he played a lovely pass through for uh, Karamoko Dembele when he ran through there for mm-hmm. the third goal where Jack and Macker scored, but he was taken out as well. And I'd like to think that the player who took him out got booked, but I didn't actually see that happen. It was a poor challenge. Yeah, it was a bad challenge. Chancer, you're coming in on YouTube. Well done to everyone who predicted a double for Yakamakis pre-match. I certainly <laughs> did not. Uh, let's have a wee look at the goals then. First goal, Callum McGregor opens the scoring, playing a captain's role, the leader's role. Um, cool, composed. That was a tremendous finish in the first half, Tony. Well, I thought the midfield dominated the first yeah. half. Yep. You know, McGregor, Hitachi and O'Reilly. They were, I thought they were very good the first half, to be fair. Uh, Typified by McGregor, you know, doing something that we'd been calling on on the on the pods, you know, short corner routine, and then have a crack from twenty yards. Yeah, it gets a ricochet. It's on target. Whether the goalkeeper would he have saved it or not, I'm not so sure. But listen, it went in the back of the net and got Celtic off to that flying start that we always talk about with the early goal, and they relaxed upon it after that, and you know they missed a few chances, beat on. Sorry, beat on, beaten with a handball incident with Maida for a second would have been more comfortable at the break. I expected United to come out and offer some sort of resistance in the second half. They did. They were having a wee spell, but Joe Hart. I never saw Joe Hart the whole game. Didn't have one save to make. No. And the defence, Carter Vickers and Starfelt strolled it pretty much. The problems that they created were of their own doing, weren't they? Well... You mentioned Joe Hart. There was only one moment that I've taken note of, and that was the heart and mouth moment <laughs> get, uh, from time to time. With Joe um, at the back, you don't want to be seeing the ball getting uh, you know passed across your goal when it's like no. a, a, a tatty field, as someone described it as in the comments. <laughs> Here, Thomas McBriarty comes in on the YouTube. All those empty seats. Um, that's true. There was we, we commented on it when we were watching that. That game there, Tony, uh, Celtic would have sold every single seat in the stadium that was lying empty. And, you know, we comment about this all the time. Teams just seem quite happy to be sitting there with empty seats when they could be selling up to Celtic. Yeah, they're turning down a chance to make money. So it's, as we said on one of the pods, it's up to individual clubs to, you know, to decide their ticketing policy. But it just it seems a strange, strange decision to have all those empty seats when plenty of Celtic supporters were looking for tickets. So... If that's the way they want to go about their business, then so be it. Yeah, I just find it bizarre, Tony. Um, as we went into the second half, and um, we chatted at, at half-time about Yakimakis. We said that it sometimes <laughs> takes him a while to get up to speed. Well, he did get up to speed. He scored two second-half goals. But when you look at the, the first one that he scored to make it 2-0, and we both commented on this, Tony, Starfield, probably this will go under the radar, it all came from his initial pass where he's missed out 
He's left back, the inverted fullbacks missed out, ball goes straight to Maeda, and Maeda obviously sets up Yakamakis for the second goal. But credit to, to Starfield for, you know, it was the quick transition from defence to attack. Of course, he gave it to the fastest guy in the park, didn't he? But it was a tremendous pass, and he, he, he obviously, his vision, he had vision to see that, and he thought, if I give him the ball and it's an accurate enough pass, he'll be able to scuttle his way down the touchline and put the ball in. You know, Yakimak has scored two of the scruffiest goals you'll see all season. <laughs> He'll no care, will he? That's uh, another two on his tally and, you know, so fine. But I said Yakimakis was sluggish in the first half. He didn't improve much in the second half because I thought he was pretty poor. But he was in the right place at the right time for the second goal, the one that kind of gives you that comfortable lead and he does what every striker should do, follow the ball in in case the goalkeeper spills it. And how many times has a goalkeeper spilled it and you've shouted at the striker for not yep. being in there? So he's gambled. He's gambled as the ball's coming across, seen why he hit the dead ball line and gambled and gone in and got his reward. And that kind of, that's a build him out of the fact that he's not played particularly well. And then he somehow got his foot to Dembele's deflected shot and kind of managed to know, scuff it in for the third, which makes it a wee bit more emphatic, which is probably a result which doesn't surprise you, considering Celtic's dominance. No, I think they deserved it, Tony, but, um, you know, if Yakimax's performances aren't up to scratch and he still scores a couple of goals, I think we'll be pretty happy with that. Um, when we're looking at uh, the performance of James Forrest, I never mentioned, actually, that uh, he'll go down as having an assist for Callum McGregor, and I was impressed with James in the first half, it looked as though he pulled up in the second half, um, and that was a wee bit of concern. He it didn't look obvious when he went off that it was because he'd pulled a muscle or strained a muscle, but he certainly was holding the leg. He seemed to slow down after that. Um, he didn't chase the initial pass, where it began to look as though he had an issue. Still a wee concern about James e. Forrest and these niggling injuries, isn't it? Well, you were worried, eh? you turned to me and said he's not right uh, after he, he kind of pulled up with that pass. Uh, yeah, and my opinion would be, and we both shared the same one, that I would have taken him off there and then, just mm-hmm. don't take any unnecessary risks, but I don't know if James signalled to the bench that he was OK or, and, and they kept him on, but you know, I, I'm always of the opinion that if a player's feeling, especially the, the hamstring area and it's niggling, just take them off as, as a precaution, first and foremost, because James will be an important player in the running, and I just hope that he hasn't done any lasting damage by staying on as long as he did. I'd like to think not. He didn't seem to be limping when he came off, did he? And a couple of times after that, he did kind of get in his stride again. So hopefully he's all right. You said near the uh, the end of the game there, Tony, that you hope Yakimakis doesn't do an interview afterwards really. He's currently <laughs> doing it. So I don't know what he's saying in this interview. Um, nine goals in 21 games for the big man. Um, he continues to silence his critics, doesn't he? Yeah, of course. I mean, he's not had his best game tonight, but he scored two goals and he's probably got a man of the match he's award. Talking about winning the treble there. <laughs> yeah, the more, the more than likely, yeah. Uh, listen, I thought Celtic PR would have prevented him from doing interviews after his last one, but listen, the guy clearly that's the way he thinks, so there's nothing wrong with a bit of confidence, and you have to say it, at this moment in time, it's not really misplaced, is it? Well, I, I said, um, when he came under a wee bit of criticism for his post-match comments previously, um, I said, 
all last season I wanted a bit of confidence from our players and we didn't seem to have it yeah. you know they, they, they seemed like an absolute shadow of their former selves so if a player comes out and he's shown a wee bit of confidence cockiness um, you know a bit of a we're going to win the league with the best team in the league it didn't bother me I know that it completely divided opinion at the time um, but as I say I can't hear what he's saying I'm just keeping an eye on it in case the draw comes up we're in the heart Tony with Rangers Hearts and Hibs who do you want semi-final I don't care really I've got to be honest you've got to beat whoever uh, to win it so but you can legitimately sing we shall not be moved now can you not, yeah, not you by can. the hearts the hibs or the rangers because that's who's left in the competition so uh, yeah I think uh, for, you know what I, I, I think a Glasgow all Glasgow semi-final and an all Edinburgh semi-final would be would be quite something wouldn't it well, I think uh, they're preparing to make that draw uh, after the the game, semi-final draw, Celtic are number one, ball one, uh, followed by Hearts, Hibs and Rangers. So I, I we'll think, keep a wee eye on that just yeah. as we're, we're chatting about but the, the if game. if you're Celtic, you don't fear any of them, do you, really? I don't think so. You know, so you would fancy your chances against all of them? I don't think you would um, have major concerns. I think Kanj Postacoglu is the type of guy who, you know, he'll take on whoever... Uh, he'll take on all comers Tony he knows that if he wants to win this he's going to have to be capable of beating all of these teams um, and also don't forget they've gone to Tanadice tonight and they've been missing some vital key players and I include Turnbull and Kyogo in that Jota and Abada are missing too that was my concern before us though because we were already missing yeah. a couple of wingers yeah, yeah, yeah. ok right so here we go and the first ball coming out um, is Celtic so we are the first out. Who will Celtic face in the semi-final? We'll soon see. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking earlier on this afternoon, Tony, about uh, domestic dominance and quite a few of the commenters were telling us to calm down. Uh, don't count your chickens. Well, we're in the semi-final and we will be playing Rangers in the semi-final. So I got my so wish. You got your wish, yes. Celtic versus Rangers and it'll be Hibs and Hearts in the other side. I think that'll final. be spectacular for Scottish football, I really do. I, I think it's a... Uh, you know, that's a, that's a tremendous draw. The, those those two games will be football spectacles, Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be wonderful uh, occasions for, you know, Glasgow and Edinburgh. So, yeah, I'm quite chuffed at that, to be honest. And we have a Hearts v Hibs semi-final as well. So there we go. We've got Rangers in the semi-final. Tony, they are our closest challengers for the league title this season as well. If we want to win the treble, we're going to have to knock them out of the cup. Um, what about Matt O'Reilly? I thought Matt O'Reilly, an, another accomplished performance. And uh, we, we know the type of player he is. He's a two-touch player, isn't he? I, I say this a lot. It's a modern studies essay, isn't it? Matt O'Reilly, footballer, discuss mm-hmm. for 15, 20 or 30 marks. Yep. You could go on and on. I just like his technique. Yeah. And do you know what it is? And I'll say another word about him. It's effortless. It really looks effortless. I think this boy's a, a, a real player in the making. He's got a wonderful technique. And it, as you say, that, that, that one and two touch stuff, you know, and, and if he, if it doesn't come off, it nearly comes off, but most of the time it comes off. He's just got real, he's got laser-like focus and laser-like vision for a pass. And uh, yeah, I, which is why I put O'Reilly in the team tonight. In, in my, you know, 
11. I just mm. think he offers you something a wee bit different that you sometimes need when you go to difficult away grounds. And even his wee cameo against Livingston, he was always probing for that killer pass, set up a chance for a bad, I think it was. So I really like O'Reilly as a footballer. I think he's terrific. And, you know, O'Reilly and Rogic, that's another coin toss as to who starts every every other week. But what a dilemma that is to have, isn't it? Yeah, and I think both players will um, make their contribution between now and the end of the season as Celtic chase a domestic treble. Am I allowed to say that, Tony? Course, yeah, I'm allowed to say it, yeah, because they're still on course to win a domestic treble. Just been drawn against Rangers in the semi-final, and it's, it's it's a brilliant draw. I mean, let's be honest, that that draw's fantastic. I think two two wonderful semi-finals, two full houses now. You know, you you talk about talking your game up. This is this is four big. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. Teams in Scottish football. That's, that's two biggest games in Scottish you know, football. Yeah, so, you know, let's, let's showcase it and hopefully the games live up to the billing. You know, both matches and, uh, you know, I, I I said it just before the draw was made. That's what, that's what ideally I would like. Mm. So, I got that. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, a brilliant chance for Scottish football to be beamed all over the world on both days, both occasions and hopefully both games live up to that to that semi-final billing and, you know, and the best teams will win on both occasions. And what do you think about the, the draw? Let us know in the comments field. Jack Sporin comes in to state that Dembele looked bright when he came on and Conor McLeod, do you think that Dembele will get a new contract? I felt a wee bit sorry for Dembele this season, uh, Tony. It looked in the pre-season like he was going to be in Ange Postacoglu's plans. Then he had that horrific ankle break. Um, he's come back into the side over the last couple of weeks. He's been playing for the B team. And I think when you're looking at Forrest potentially pulling up with a muscle strain tonight, Abada and Jota out of the picture, then Belly can play both sides. I think he's going to have some game time between now and the end of the season. I think the Celtic fans are desperate to see him have some game time before the end of the season. And he did look bright. And, you know... We want to see more of that, don't we? And Karamoka uh, might have a, a significant and important part to play before the end of the season and whether or not it will help him make up his mind to sign a new contract, we will find out in the fullness of time. But I don't think, as I said earlier today, shelve contract talks, just let the boy play some football in the, in the eight, well, that's what, there have been now ten games that are left, mm. if Celtic can get to the Scottish Cup final, it'll be 10. So give them some valuable game time in the ten in the nine-stroke 10 games that are left, because we're desperate to see him. And he does look bright, and he's a character that gets you talking, and, you know, he excites people when he runs at people, and, you know, obviously it was his shot that got deflected, and Yakimakis has poked it into the net for a third, but he did look bright, he looked 
he looked as if he wanted the ball and he, he stared incredulously at the referee for a penalty. <laughs> that just looked like a big guy out muscling a wee guy, didn't it? You know, it did. but, and he's that's what he's going to face. But you know what? I, embrace it. And I, I saw Ange talking to him before he came on, and I think he just had the instructions: go and run at them, and you know, enjoy it. Your wee cameo, you know. Well, you look at the development of Karamoko, and we've spoken about a player in Ben Doak who it looks as though we're going to lose at the age of sixteen. Tony, and I'm just frustrated that we have lost so many talented youngsters. And, you know, the, the point was made earlier on, how many of them actually go on to bigger and better things? Because if you sign, uh, like Morrison and Hepburn have done for Bayern Munich at that age, that that's, sounds incredible, and I'm sure it will aid their development, but they haven't gone on to actually achieve anything just yet. How many of them will in five years' time? Tony, it will be interesting to see. But Dembele's a player who's at a different stage of his development, uh, we've known all about him now for about six years. He's 19 years of age. He's at that age where he needs to be breaking into the side. I think when he came on, he is so eager just to run at the, yeah. the defender. I love a bit of that, you know, because he, he's making, yeah, on this occasion he's muscled out, but he's making defenders commit and he's in dangerous positions. And we've been screaming out for that all last season. This season we've uh, we've been furnished with the likes of Jota and, and Abada and then obviously the backup with, with James Forrest. But I think that um, the timing um, is right for Dembele to, yeah. to make this impact. And, you know, I just I don't want it to be added to this list of young players we were talking about earlier, Tony, that showed so much promise yep. and either fizzles away or goes somewhere else and benefits another team. Yeah, well, I, I think the one thing that Postacoglu will be trying to enforce to Dumbelli is stay and play. Because he clearly fancies him as a player, doesn't he? He fancied him at the start of the season and he got that horrendous ankle break, as you say, a, a terrible challenge in a pre-season friendly, let's not forget, which was a real shame because the boy would have played. He would have featured a lot this season. Yeah. Uh, and we're all just intrigued to see what he would be like with an extended first-team run. And again... You know, we've got nine, ten games and hopefully he'll, he'll get some much needed game time because the fans are desperate to see more of him because he, he, you know, you, you're willing him to succeed and uh, when he came on there we were speaking off air and we were like, yes, Karim and Dembele, 15 minutes on you go you know, have a rip at it and that's what he did he was pretty positive, he looked pretty bright and, mm. and he was trying to make things happen, wasn't he? So I'm all for that wasn't that long ago he was one of the most sought after players in European football there was a tug of war between Scotland and England to try and get him capped and I want to see that progression yeah. in the green and white hoops I don't want to see what we've seen with Leo Held and Ocoflex and various other players who haven't really benefited Celtic in terms of um, game time Tony because yeah injuries have played their part changes in management has played their part Let's see some. Uh, let's see some game time from Karamoko Dembele, Dermot Celtic Rabito. A great second half. Loved Maeda's work. Yakamakis has two striker courage. Great <laughs> win for the boys. Have we any update or indication as to when Kyogo is back? Because I think when you consider that we've got Kyogo, we've got David Turnbull. Um, you know, these are the types of players. Yeah, as you were saying earlier on, if we want to win the domestic treble, if we want the next ten games to go our way these types of players could be pivotal when coming back just at the right time? Of course. I mean, we, I think Ange Postacolo will tell everybody when Turnbull and Kyogo are back and, and not before. So, you know, we you live in hope that both will make some kind of 
reappearance before the end of the season. Because what a boost it will be to everybody around them as well, not just the supporters, but the, their fellow teammates. You know, and, and I think if anything else, they'll be working really hard, the pair of them, because they'll want to be part of it as well, Paul. The the end of the season, you know, the, the business end, as Anne keeps talking about, and, you know, and they've now got a, a mouth-watering semi-final to look forward to eight, eight pivotal games in the league. You know, that that's why players play football. They want to be involved in these situations. They want that pressure. They want that responsibility. They want to, they want to prove themselves worthy winners at the end of a, a long, hard season. And, and if they can manage to get, you know, and if they can manage to win the domestic treble, it would be a monumental achievement. Nobody's Don't getting ahead of themselves just saying they're in a position to achieve something historic. Yeah. That's a real driver for footballers, especially footballers trying to get back fit because they want to be part of something special. They know they can be part of something special and it would be a, a fantastic achievement if Ange and the players could win the domestic treble in his first season. I'm not saying they will because they've just been drawn against Rangers in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. It doesn't get any harder, but you'd rather do it that way, wouldn't you? Because you would feel a real sense of achievement if you did manage to to claim all three trophies come May. The very fact, Tony, that we're, we're even suggesting that yeah. at this stage of the season, I think is remarkable. When you look at what he's walked, we know it's been, you know, we've gone through it chapter and verse, what he walked into, yeah. but then the challenges he's faced in the period yeah. over the last nine or ten months to the point where we're talking about Dembele coming back and it wasn't too long ago where we didn't have a right winger, we had to play um, Moffat, we had to play the young boy Moffat who, whether or not he was ready for the first team, I don't know. But we had to play him, we had to play Joey Dawson up top against St John's men, Kyogo pulled up. Um, and, you know, he, he was operating for periods of this season, Ange Postecoglou, with one arm tied behind oh, his back. But he continually came through it. Yeah. We've seen it before. He had to play Ralston because he was the only right-back <laughs> we had, you know, for a number of months until Juranovic comes in. Paul, if somebody says to you at the 6-2 West Ham pre-season friendly defeat, yeah. you're going to be in line for the domestic treble come March, you, you would have laughed him off the park, wouldn't you? You'd have said that this it, team it seemed miles away. It seemed a, a yep. million miles away, didn't it? Regardless that the like Dan Orlowitz and the Australian contingent who came on and said this guy will have you challenging in jig time. Might not be this season, but next season. But you'll see the fruits of his labour this season at some point, and the penny will drop. And it all seemed pretty wishful thinking, didn't it? But they were kind of roadmapping it out for you. And, you kind of clung to that and you're thinking, I hope they're right. And then all of a sudden, it started to fall into place. I think it's an, it's incredible that Celtic are in line or have put themselves in line for a potential domestic treble. It's incredible. And it and it all rests on one guy's shoulders or, or the turnaround. It's down to the manager. Yeah. It's, you cannot underestimate the job. You say the, the, he's done since he came in. And he's alluded to obstacles, barriers, call it what you like. He's had to put up with all sorts since he came in. And he's dealt with it admirably. He's soldiered on. We never stop. He doesn't look flustered. We move on. He doesn't look flustered at all. He doesn't look pressured. There's there's no real sign of stress. 
he has his own quirks and foibles in the way he deals with press situations and it's just been it's just been a joy to watch a manager feel that comfortable in his own skin from June and people throwing all sorts at him. You know, from that kind of defeat against West Ham, from losing to Michelin in the mm-hmm. Champions League qualifiers, you know, from winning three out of six uh, league games, I think it was, wasn't it? Three out of six, you Preston know, beat yeah, us in the pre-season. Go, going to... Terrible. Going to Pataudry... Black October expected Petardry Fifth Park Easter Road lose any one of those three people are projecting that he's out the door stuff like that he's out the door on Monday you know that all, kind of all stuff the ITK yeah accounts were telling us you know yeah. so and I just think the 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 job he's done is just remarkable bordering on miraculous and you know it, it still seems incredulous when you say the words Celtic can win potentially win a domestic table. No, Incredible. it's unbelievable. I mean, you, you consider some of the the uh, the movements in the transfer market, you know. Uh, yeah, Kyogo, big signing, £4.5 million, pounds, Starfield the same. You bring in a player in Matt O'Reilly for £1.5 million, quid, 21 years of age, Tony, and the impact he's had. Unbelievable. Rio Atati, yeah, he's had a wee bit of stick tonight in the comments. But when you look at his overall performances from where he came for the price that we paid for him, yeah. he's been astonishing. Um, and the, the recruitment had to be right. It absolutely had to be right because the players we're bringing in are going to have to play games. I said a few weeks ago that we started in 11 and only two players had more than 50 games under the belt for Celtic. That's how we've been operating this season. He's then looked upon other guys who have been written off, Tony Ralston, Tommy Rogic. Um, and others near Beaton has been utilised in the same way guys that have been completely written off um, by Celtic by many many supporters and he's managed to create this culture we were talking about this afternoon Tony we're actually sitting here we're not getting um, carried away with ourselves but there is a distinct possibility that Celtic will win the treble this season and um, I'm not predicting that but we are the only club in Scotland who can do it Um, now there is a a Brian Degnan fan in the comments who's reminding us that Brian did say a, a double for Yakimakis in the second half. So good shout, Brian. We didn't get the Carl Starfelt goal that we thought we might. Um, you and Boy Martin will be happy because he wanted Rangers in the semi finals, and that's exactly who we've got. Yakimakis is being called a great poacher by um, Raymond Ogg. And I think that's what we've got in our hands here. I mean, he looked cumbersome at times. His first touch was poor. A few, on a few occasions, his passes were wayward. But he comes off that park having scored two goals. And as I said before, Tony, n- not the most cultured performance in the world, but he can do that every single week for me. Nobody cares. Strikers are judged on goals, aren't they? Was that, you said, 9 and 21? That's a decent ratio, decent return. Mm-hmm. And you know... He will get better. He will play better and probably not score in some Celtic matches. But, you know, as I said, that somebody said as well, a poacher, he has got a poacher's instinct. He followed that ball in when that looked like meat and drink for the goalkeeper, didn't it? There's no reason for the goalkeeper to drop that ball, but he follows it in like a striker just in case yes. the goalie drops it. Yep. So it's and that anticipation. for not yeah, doing that. Yeah, it's that anticipation. You know, and then the second one, he's still on hand to get some kind of touch on it to help it on its way into the net. And Yagamakis won't care. That's another two. Makes it 9-21. and 21. I think there's, Great. 
think know? there's only been two occasions where he's hit double figures, Tony, yeah. in, his, in his senior mm. career. You know, so he's well, he's one goal away from doing that now for Celtic. So yeah. it's just small targets, isn't it? And uh, that you set yourself, and I'm sure he'll have set himself that target this season. And no doubt he's probably told people in his interview, whatever he said. But yeah, you know, and so you're confident that Jack and Marcus will get better and he'll score more goals. Maida, Maida puts in a, a barrel load of work. No, he's unlucky with the goal that he scored. Should never have been ruled mm-hmm. uh, out for handball. But he's, he's, still, he's still doing the right things for me. If he's not scoring, at least he's making a valid contribution. You know, and he certainly did for the second goal. Yeah, you know, uh, from Starfield's pass through yeah, to so, Yakamakis. You know, you, you kind of you look at it and you think, you know what? I say to you, off camera, might not be a great side yet, but we're certainly a good side. We're a decent side. We're hard to beat. We're claiming scalps certainly domestically, and you know they're. They're riding the, the crest of a wave in a minute with 30 games uh, unbeaten domestically. So long may that continue. And again, going back to it, that's that part of that culture that the manager yes. has instilled, right? That, you know, winning's a habit, that kind of thing. And you go on a long unbeaten run like that domestically. It's, 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 it's incredible because nobody saw it coming. But the manager did. The manager kept saying, you know, we'll run our own racing. You call it early here, don't you? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yep. that kind of stuff. You know, this wait, is not wait, a catastrophe. Yeah, wait to the business end. We'll be there or thereabouts. He signposted that he told you. You know, so, and I build my teams to come good at the end of the season because he, he's Australian and he coached teams to play in grand finals and stuff like that. So, and, we, and again, I'll go back to it. I know. Celtic's grand final will be a Scottish Cup final, wouldn't it? Because that's the last game of the season. So he's building teams to peak, trains them to peak at certain a certain stage, i.e. now. And that's a... Would you call that a makeshift team that played tonight? Possibly. How late would, were they a batter and Jota? You know, so... Calls, you know, that we don't know how late the yeah, calls were. So it, it's a kind of makeshift team, yeah. Yeah. And they've still made light work of what was a potentially hazardous and tricky trip to Tannadice with their professional, solid attitude, application, their desire. You can tell the, these guys want it. They really do. Whether or not they'll get it is another argument altogether. They're still in a a, a title fight with Rangers. There's another fight with Rangers in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. But that's what you want, isn't it? You embrace that, you you bring it head on. If you want to win a treble, you've got to win these games. Um, just to bring up this point, Axel were telling us Ange was on the way out. No, we were. Never once. Never once was that ever said on a Celtic no. state of mind. So I think there's a habit for people to just uh, type um, a narrative which has never actually I don't been think stated. Any a- yeah, you said... Never once. You said no Axel contributor said they wanted Ange gone at all nah you didn't know. happen sorry Jock didn't happen son um, now tonight Celtic win 3 nothing. the treble is still on we can dream Tony we can dream thank you everybody for getting involved if you are watching on YouTube make sure 
you subscribe, hit the notifications bell earlier on. There was another interview uh, with three of Tommy Burns' kids uh, to talk about the Tommy Burns story, which is coming up at the Kings. And um, all the details about how to get a, a ticket for that will be on their website as well. Make sure you watch the fully produced content because uh, we are concentrating on a hell of a lot of that. If you like those trackies behind Tony Haggerty, then get on axom.net and get yourself buying them as well because they are going extremely quickly. Uh, Gary, Axom has never said or even intimated that. Thank you, sir. Gary Melrose, you're absolutely spot on. Thanks, everybody, for your support. Thanks for getting involved tonight. And thank you once again to Tony Haggerty for joining me on a Celtic State of Night. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.